Are you an architect, designer, contractor, or engineer? Modeler.com is a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com's engaged network of 168,000 architects, designers, and construction professionals use Modeler.com's tools to discover, discuss, and specify products appropriate for building projects. We at KZSU Stanford thank Modeler.com for the generous underwriting of the production and broadcasting costs of The Modern Architect. KZSU, Stanford University's FM radio station, broadcasting across the Bay Area on 90.1 FM and across the world at kzsu.org. From the campus of Stanford University and mobily across the San Francisco Bay Area, this is the Modern Architect radio show and podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with renowned and cutting-edge architects, influencers, and sustainability leaders. The show and podcast will inform, educate, and illuminate transformation, joy, and inspiration architecture brings to our cities, communities, and lives. Hosted by architecture aficionado and principal of Accurate, Tom Dioro. Thank you, Darlene. For our guest today, please welcome Cliff Chang, architect and principal of Cliff Chang Architecture. Chang Architecture designs for the unique dynamic of Silicon Valley and the Bay Area, collaborating on workable plans for real-world solutions. Whether creating more office space for a synopsis, giving the next revolutionary startup its first headquarters, or transforming Whiskey Gulch, Chang Architecture takes a vision and gets it built on time, on budget. Their only working definition of success. For more information, feel free to visit www.changarchitecture.com. That's www.changarchitecture.com. Hello, Cliff. We're honored and excited to have you on the Modern Architect radio show. Hi. It's my, my honor. Oh, believe me. I've seen your work and like, we got to get a hold of Cliff here. We got to talk to Cliff. So thank you very much for being on. I'd like to start with Cliff, uh, some early inspiration or inspirations, if you will. If you can go back as far as you can recall, you know, even into your childhood as to what, why you do what you do and where it kind of started. If there was, you know, sort of an epiphany or breakthrough, you know, early in your life, you know, an early inspiration. Oh, that's, that's an easy one. Okay. I'd love to hear it. Mahjong. Have you ever... Mahjong? My, my parents yes. were from China. And you okay. know those little... They used to play every weekend with a group. And you know those Mahjong blocks that have ivory on... It's like sandwiching a clear Oh, yes. Thing, okay, yes. Right? Yeah. And they're beautiful, each block. Yeah, and so are. what I used to do when I was like 10 is I would build little towers and basically these spec office buildings. <laughs> Ten? <laughs> Jeez. And wow. then and then as I got older, I was dating a woman whose mother was the dean of uh, University of Cincinnati uh, Fashion and Architecture. It, it was neat. They they actually merged those. And um, she said, Cliff, why don't you consider being an architect? Yes. So she wrote me uh, a little thing to go to a you know, Harvard summer school program when I was a junior in high school and I went and I was just like hooked. Really? Yeah. You know. So from 10 to junior in high school, you're like, this is it. So it was, sounds like more of a calling than just a... It was a calling. Getting back into it for sure. Well, 
it could have been a process of elimination because I huh. wasn't, you know, I never read really well and math I was kind of good at, but it just, and I never took an art class though in high school. It kind of evolved. I kind of knew I wanted to be an architect. Okay. And then I, I, as I was going into it more, I was, I was seeing what other people were doing, you know, business people. And I was like, I mean, that's not me. I think I'll stick, <laughs> I'll stick really... on this on this track. This, I like this that. is pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you you got into that. So that's really early, ten years old, and you can re- distinctly recall yeah. how you do what you do. And I'm looking around now. Our your your audience and, and listeners can't obviously see. So I'm going to do the best we can to give visuals. But I'm in. We're in Cliff's. Um, office and the renderings and the works are phenomenal. And you know, I noticed in uh, researching Cliff as well is you have great range. Okay. It's not just one set of look, a set style. I mean, that's my opinion. Maybe you disagree here. Like I wanted to be just like this, but I saw like the, it's a, it's kind of a, um, a timeless range that you have. Is that by design or am I really wrong? <laughs> no, you, you're okay. absolutely right. On. Okay. I think if, there's no one style. Modern architecture for me is obviously preferred and I'm probably best at it. But I think if you're good enough, you can kind of take on any style and really, you know, evolve that style and, and kind of make it more modern. Okay. Case, case in point, a university circle. Mm-hmm. That used to be Whiskey Gulch back in the day. And the tenant was supposed to be a high-tech tenant. And it had a very modern look. And then all of a sudden, the developers said, eh, wait a minute, this is going to be attorneys. And I don't know if you remember Brobeck, Flager, and Harrison. No. A huge okay. attorney firm. They're not around anymore. They were going to lease that space. But anyways, so we had to design it. And this this was with an old older firm that I had right before this. I used to have a, a really huge company okay. um, in Palo Alto. In any case, so it's good to be flexible in style, I think. I think if you're good enough, you know, if you're good enough, you can do different styles and fit any type of taste. Yeah. So how, how does that, speaking of the taste, is your clients, do you have a, a set clientele that you've had for years or do people come, you know, with the boom the last several years, there's new Clients? Uh, yeah, th- every year there's there's new clients. Um, we do no advertising, no marketing, other than the website, and um, it's all word of mouth. And the clients that you know we've had have all been, you know, pretty. They all hang with us. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. They hang with you because they're not necessarily always doing something. You know, this, sometimes it's kind of this cycle of every five years, um, and then but in between there, we always pick up new people. Yeah. And we always enjoy the people that we work with. Yeah. How important is that to have people that you work with to kind of say, not not just like say, hey, go ahead, Cliff, do what you want, but at least kind of uh, are respectful of your expertise? Absolutely. In fact, as as I've gotten older, and I'm, I'm not that old, but... <laughs> you don't look it. Like, okay. I mean, sometimes we'll take on projects that we really don't have any expertise in. Like we just did a, an enterprise car rental and sales we wouldn't normally take on a project because it was really small but i absolutely loved the person the client really yeah and you know what life's too short to be working with people i mean it's so well worth yeah. it to work with people that are really going to expand your kind of being 
Yeah, kind of being totally interesting. Yeah, Cliff. So, wow, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> so you're not just looking at his client or architecture. You're looking at you know as a. It sounds cliche, but a relation the relationship. Yeah, that you have. yeah. I think it's holistic. You know, we we don't just pump out interesting looking buildings that solve problems. We're also very good technically. The way that the office is set up is really different than any other office because yeah. how so if you're if you're at liberty to share with us well you can see how small the office is so you know it's ben and i and we get it we're involved from just the initial sketches all the way through the same people you know mainly myself during construction but you know walking out there in the dirt talking with the construction workers making friends <laughs> with the contractors and I think a lot of architects historically are really afraid of their image you true, know, because they, they want to yeah. be way high up there and they're not, they don't want to communicate with the client so much or the people building it. But I, I enjoy that so much, just talking with yeah. the peoples that are welding the iron and so you'll, you'll, you'll go up to people. It sounds oh, like yeah. you're not just going to sit back and help fold your arms and. No, I yeah. think that is so defeatist because yeah. at the end of the day, you're building something and you, and you want it to work and, and you don't want to, f- what, what's the purpose of fighting? You know, a lot of architects, I think, fight. And if I make a mistake, first thing I'll do is admit it. And then next thing, hey, we'll go solve it. A rarity. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll admit that. Wow. That seems to me to, to have a, you, you have a real dynamic relationship with almost all your clients or it's, are you in a position to choose the clients as well? Not just someone who comes through and says, hey, I need this project and it looks really interesting. But you choose the clients. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's definitely people that we won't necessarily take on a job just based on I don't get a good feel. I don't think. Wow. So you're reading into that as well. I mean, oh, I, I, yeah. You're I, trying to read into it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really needs to be synergistic. So in the first 15 minutes of talking to somebody, you can kind of sense it when <laughs> yeah, it sounds like gonna, speed dating or something yeah yeah it's not about money or you know we've turned away projects that are you know financially really big but you just projects don't take a week right they they take years, years yeah and so it's hey do you want to really invest in that and oh, yeah yeah so it sounds like, yeah i'm just uh impressed with the uh dynamics of your whole the, the whole process so is this the uh, the formula for your your office and your process and practice is that developed over years or did you read books or how did you come about like this is I think the most efficient effective way to best help my clients. It just evolved this way. Okay, you know I started after I had that larger firm with about twenty five people in Palo Alto with some great partners, but then I I left to set up this firm in two thousand and three working out of my you know, our house. Yeah. Back one day, I was so cheap. I had a Bunsen burner. <laughs> no I, had a, way. I had an oil Bunsen burner as heat because I was too cheap. <laughs> so I'd shut all the doors and that was my heat. And then one day I couldn't figure out why I was getting so tired. Oh no. <laughs> I, was, I, almost, I almost asphyxiated myself. You did. Uh, so it kind yeah. of evolved just out of necessity <laughs> that way because I, I had to start somewhere. I was, I was kind of starting all over again, except this time I was starting by myself. 
So there were no like morning meetings with, you know, the whole staff, you know, I could just get to work right away. If I wanted to work at two o'clock in the morning, I could not that I do that anymore. Okay. And so I, I suddenly realized, wow, you know, you could really streamline a business, you know, it doesn't need to be, you don't need to hire, you know, tons of people to do things as long as everybody, as long as the few of us can each do so many things. You know, instead of just being pigeonholed, so yeah. No, I'm I'm looking at. I wish when you you showed me um the uh, Target is it Target Express Target Express Target Express, and if I didn't notice the Target Express icon that red the red circle, I would have thought you could use that for any. You know, I was I was saying a number of high what's considered high end retailers. What inspired that your, your that project because that's beautiful. Oh, thanks. You know, it, it's kind of the retail market is, was kind of going that direction anyways towards more streamlined. Okay. I mean, not, not all retail projects, but you know, from that older pitched roof look, it, it became, it, I could tell it was becoming more accepted to have kind of a more dynamic look. And so we actually didn't know Target was going to move in there. We started designing it for Sandhill Property Company just as you know, spec. And so there were going to be oh, restaurants okay. in there, and finally Target saw it. And actually, if you look at it, it's amazing how well that symbol, the Target symbol goes with the architecture. But it kind of looks like a, you know, it could be a Target, but you're right. It could be, it could be a lot of things. And probably what really made, makes that building do okay is just the mix of materials. You know? Do okay? It looks better than okay. I yeah. mean, well, have they ever quantified the, uh, well, that's another topic, but I'll, 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 let's touch on that. If you can quantify the value that you bring to your clients and to the tenants, have they ever done that saying, look, you know, your building is attracting a lot more people. They're coming in, they're spending more money purchasing our products than if we would have just put the square box up. Oh. Have they ever done that I, sort of metric? I don't know how... That's interesting. They somebody should do that. No, because I can see if I, <laughs> if I didn't need to go to a Target, but if I was there, this is in Cupertino. Yeah. Cooper, okay, in Cupertino, California. If I was there and I did not need to go to a Target, but I was just happened to walk by there, it would give me. I would go in there just because the building. It. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if and I'm an average, you know, guy. So if I'm going in there, that how much are they attracting people yeah. to come I, in? And, I don't know, but it's really neat inside too. You can go in and plug in your. You know, they have free plug-in of your cell phone. and Oh, jeez. Let's touch on that when we get back. (laughs) You're listening to The Modern Architect, KZSU, Stanford, 90.1 FM. The Natural Resources Defense Council is an environmental action group that combines the grassroots power of more than 2 million members and online activists with the courtroom expertise of nearly 500 lawyers, scientists, and other professionals. The NRDC staff works with businesses, town leaders, and community groups on issues such as global warming, clean energy, safe water, and endangered wildlife. To become a member or donate, visit nrdc.org. We're talking today with Cliff Chang, architect and principal of Cliff Chang Architecture. For more information, feel free to visit www.changarchitecture.com. That's www.changarchitecture.com. Cliff, you're talking about how you can go in and charge your phones. So were a lot of those modern necessities considered with the the entire project or... 
That's oh, not no, common. I can't, I can't take credit for that. Okay. That was more the, the tenant. Uh, but it, what was interesting is I did have to deal with this huge corporation at a Minneapolis, you know, Target with their executives there. And that was super neat, too. Really? How so? You, because I, mean, was, I wouldn't have, th- I would have perceptively thought, no, that would have been kind of like, oh, I'm drum. No, they were the nicest people. They really? really were, yeah. They're really <laughs> con- super considerate. And I never even met them. Though I'd talk to him on the phone <laughs> about three times a week, and to this day I've I've never even met him. But it's interesting when you do a corn shell building, you don't know who the tenant is. Then all of a sudden you have a tenant, and then you're working with them. With that happens with a number of projects. Okay. Um, that all of a sudden you have a tenant, and then you really have to go at 120 miles an hour. Yeah. Does it change the dynamic of the relationship from your original client? Yeah, okay. sometimes, because you're kind of in the middle of it. You're working for the developer, you know, the landowner, but at the same time, you're working for the tenant and doing what's on the inside. And as we know, with negotiations, sometimes those objectives don't align between the two. How do you get them to align? I mean, do you have a process that you go through, or each scenario is different? The main idea, as long as I check with both people, and usually it's with the owner first, don't ask, you know, because yeah. they're my primary client. As long as everybody knows what to expect, there's no secrets, right? It's like <laughs> any other relationship, you know, you're pretty open. Then it, it usually, all of them that we've done have turned out very well. We did ServiceNow headquarters. That was 150,000 square feet. We worked directly with the CFO and then a developer out of um, Minneapolis, John Schultz. And actually was was great. We just met every week. We were literally under construction and then they got this tenant service now and then we had to just go all out, you know, building their gym and their cafeteria and all their outdoor spaces and um it's really neat to get yeah. to see what I you know what I really love is seeing other people's business. Really? Why is that? Cuz I, I would normally not see what other people in the valley are doing like tile app. We did headquarters for tile app. I didn't even know what it was. I, I knew what it looked like, yeah. <laughs> but, but just, just the innovation in, in these companies. I mean, we're in this hotbed. Yes, and we are. I just so lucky to have landed here. I didn't mean <laughs> to, but it's just, well, you could have chose to leave as well. And uh, you didn't. Yeah. Cause things, yeah. well, not that, it's a ball and chain, but yeah. you know, I do need to make a living and, uh, yeah. but this is a really good place to make a living. It'd be hard for me to leave and go back to my hometown in Ohio and start a company there, but. Okay. Yeah. How did, how, how about your hometown of Ohio? Did it, did it help influence, you know, you Cliff? I really enjoyed growing up there. Yeah. Yeah. I still have a lot of friends there. I think probably just the simplicity of growing up there, how, you know, not very complex, but that's a good thing. And as long as you're honest and yeah. hardworking, honest and hardworking, right? Yeah. So that was, in, in essence, instilled in you, Yeah. you know, whether by choice or by just living there, being yeah. there. Yeah. A lot of Midwestern folks that, that I'm from here at the peninsula that I've noticed there's a, there's a nice, there's a solidness to them as a person. There's a, there's a real solidness. And I, I've experienced it. It carries over in a lot of facets of their lives. 
Yeah. I don't know if he'd, yeah. he'd think so. I mean, it's a positive thing I'm saying. I'm not patting any on the back right before it, but it's just what I've experienced. Yeah. Leah, I'm not super intellectual or anything. I don't, I don't know much about, <laughs> I mean, I don't know much about, okay. you know, government or if you ask me who the <laughs> vice, whatever person was in the government, I, I really wouldn't know. I'm kind of in a cave a little bit, but there's a few things that I can yeah. do. Okay. A few things. Yeah, yeah. Like this work. Who else have you worked with? If you're at Liberty to share with us recently, you know, recent projects that are you know, uh, uh, on the books or interesting, really interesting to you. You know, we're doing a couple projects for Dave Dollinger, Dollinger okay. Properties. And um, I probably, I don't know if I can, yeah, in Sunnyvale and in uh, Campbell. Okay. And incredibly smart person, smart company. Everybody there is super smart. <laughs> that that's a requirement well it takes one to know one you can just say they're smart and like i don't know i guess they're smart well <laughs> you know i i with dave he typically does historically retail so i had never okay. worked with him before and um these are some of his i believe some of his first office buildings so it's it's really neat oh wow so okay, that must have been interesting to go from retail to office is there that much difference from, you, from your experience, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of the retail now is is wrapped into mixed use, which okay. means it includes condos, yeah. housing, and then yeah, my the insurance company's yeah. like, you're not doing that. I'm like, of course I'm not doing that. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, I can't. It's it's You know, when I first started this company, there was no office work, so we did you know, a lot of condominium work up, up and down the coast in Canada, Carlsbad, and just out of necessity. And um, then we, then when the office market came back, it's so it, I mean, it's good to be okay at everything, you know, okay. a wide range because you know it's going to cycle down. But anyway, so, so yeah, there's Dave and then there's um, Peter Powell, uh, Sand Hill Property Company that we're doing a, a new office building for them next to the Stanford soccer field. Yes. Used to yeah. be that big, remember that big, tall, concrete-looking yeah. building? Well, hopefully ours is going <laughs> to look a little better and, and, and think so. function yeah. a little better. Yeah. Um, How did that, did that, did they bring that to your attention or you, uh, th that project, just working with them for so many years? Uh, with Sandhill? Yeah. I think they wanted, I'm not sure, they just said, Peter just said there was this Good opportunity right there. And then he's going to move his office actually there too. We first were going to reskin it. I don't know if you see that sketch up there next to the red, that red retail. Okay. That, that was going to be a reskin building of, of that building, which a lot of people in the city thought had historical significance. The brutalist concrete. It's a brutalist, I love it. Yeah, so then we res we did some designs to reskin it, but at the end of the day, you know, it probably cost more to reskin than okay. just knock it down and just build a new building. Yeah. So how often does that come into play with a client where you, you know, they have an idea of what they think they want to do and then you you look at it and either say, "Yeah, I think that that can work and we'll work with that." Or you know what? I just, I, I don't know if this is going to work the way you're kind of thinking. And then how do you address that? Well, usually um, I'll respect their, what they want to do because they're smart and, okay. I, you know, I'll look at, look at the options for them. And to tell you the truth, it was, it was their, they have a construction wing too. 
And it was them that said, I don't think this is going to pencil out. Ah. Yeah. So we all kind of work together on it. But I'll always, it's pretty rare that I'll say, if a client asks for something that I'll say, no, I don't think we should do that because sometimes they make me think out of the box. Mm, like, I like that. Yeah, when we when we did ServiceNow's um, headquarters, it was combining, the client said, well, can you combine this 25,000 square foot building with this 25,000 square foot building? And at the time, this was about eight years ago, and I said, no, the footprint's going to be too big. Because yeah. <laughs> that's 50,000 square feet. Well, <laughs> lo and behold, the sweet spot square footage right now in the in the valley is 40, 50,000 yeah. square feet. And, you know, it's because we work together on it. So I don't take credit for yeah. <laughs> everything. It's really, it's, you know, like I said before. So Highly just, collaborative. Yeah, yeah. Respect and collaborative. Yeah. yeah. You said... Uh, uh, we're, we're looking at your your sketches, and you've got computer re- renderings, and we know that's where the majority of uh, firms and people have gone is the uh, computer. But I noticed your sketches, you still do this, the sketching by yeah. hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What keeps you connected to it? Because it's a lot easier to erase. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great answer. I love that. Yeah, you know, it's life's not good without an eraser. I like that. Uh, that's it's why easier a, to erase. That's why I wasn't a surgeon. <laughs> Because you can't erase. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so the methodology there is, you know, I used to con- literally construct the perspective when I first was starting out. And I think it's really important. I, I can't see things just with elevations. We always design things at least seeing or seeing two sides of a building. And th- okay. that's why you'll notice a lot of things kind of wrap the corners because that's very modern. Sure. Right. So what we do is now we construct a wireframe with simple AutoCAD. That way we've got our floor heights accurate, our base spacings, our structure accurate, and then I'll use the good old trace paper. Okay. Remember that? Yeah, remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember it used to yeah. be yellow and gold. And, <laughs> now. and I'll trace over it and kind of get a general idea. And then once it kind of looks what I think is okay, then Ben here we'll literally build it very quickly and then we'll look at this thing together like i'm you know standing together behind his computer and we just start manipulating it and um i find that uh, that you know we'll say ben can we change the color of this from white or can we just take off that roof and it's actually it's a lot easier than my sketching okay but yeah. that tactile i'm curious as to the tactile feel of literally drawing by hand from obviously it's brain to arm to hand down to yeah. ink if that really still keeps um you still in touch with kind of the essence of what you're doing yeah even though i know we have so many programs that don't that you don't have to but you know, for right. you, for me, yeah, and probably it's the idea that you know we've got all these high tech tools, right? <laughs> but you know what? They're just tools. At the end of the day, all this technology is not going to help you. You're right. It's not going to help tools. you win a race. <laughs> you know, all this Fitbit stuff. Okay, that's great, <laughs> but is it going to really make you run faster and things like that? But it's just good. It's design. It you got to tackle that problem just like any other yeah. school problem. Yeah. So how do you work with uh, 
when challenges come up with even clients, do you obviously, obviously you <laughs> share it with them, but is it, uh, does it work both ways from your clients and you? And if there's an issue, an issue or a challenge or something doesn't look like, oh, this doesn't look like we kind of thought, how do you usually address it? Do you your hardcore and say, huh, no, you know what? This is where we wanted to go and this is where we have to go. Oh or, yeah. Or, it looks or, great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm curious to how do you deal with challenges in your practice that when it comes to you and clients relationship of a project that there might be a difference in, you know, pitch of the roof or color. You know, that happens because we, from day one, show the building in three dimensions and there's no surprise. It, it, it's pretty rare that we'll get a surprise, but I'm trying to think in an example. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. think. Vers, you know, vers, versus just showing elevations, two-dimensional elevations. <laughs> then when it gets built, then everybody's surprised. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Including me, but uh, <laughs> that's not where you want to be. I yeah. think I think the probably the the only time we've really been surprised has been from a technical standpoint. Okay. One time we had two buildings that were mirror images, right? So if you made the mistake on one building, you made it on the other. Yeah. And we we didn't make this mistake necessarily. We could have avoided it though. It was kind of everybody missed it, but I did feel mostly responsible just because I just always do. <laughs> and so it was a technical thing. Just, the roof got put in backwards. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, so not on one, but on two. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we started immediately on solving that and it got solved. Excellent. This is The Modern Architect on KZSU, Stanford, 90.1 FM. Comprehensive information on Bay Area classical music concerts can be found at the San Francisco Classical Voice website, sfcv.org. For daily, weekly, or monthly information on classical music concerts throughout the Bay Area, simply visit sfcv.org. We're talking today with Cliff Chang, architect and principal of Cliff Chang Architecture. For more information, please feel free to visit www.changarchitecture.com that's www.changarchitecture.com cliff you talked about um uh, I, I, actually I'm, this is kind of a, a quote and i don't remember exactly but it talked about it's it's the essence is great leadership takes responsibility even when it's not their fault <laughs> what's your take on that i believe in that okay i think if you're confident enough and you believe enough in what you do, passing the buck is like the worst thing you can do. It's the most, uh, even when it's not, even when it's, you could easily say it's not my fault, you know? Yeah. You know, we're all in this together. And once you say it's not my fault, the whole process breaks down. Then nobody wants, it just gets stalled, right? So Interesting. even if it's not, you know, our fault, Sometimes I'll just say, okay, sorry, well, we should have caught that. Because that's true. If, if, if you're really on the ball, you really should be catching somebody else, some error down the road. And you know what? People have done that for us too. There's contractors that we've worked with that have saved, you know, huge dollars in time because we missed something on the drawings. It's important. We're not making widgets. Um, <laughs> but, I, at the same time, I do think that we put out drawings that are very 
good, but there's always going to be, <laughs> there's always yeah. going to be mistakes in them. And everybody just has to work together to try to figure out yeah. how to change it. And that's, that's why I like getting along with, or, you know, with the contractors and people in the field. Yeah. So you're looking at, if we go back to when we, uh, we first started, uh, your show is, is uh, within 15 minutes of you've got to read a prospective client because you're looking, <clears throat> you're looking at them not just now or not just at the, at the dollar value that they, they, they may be bringing, but the relationship that you may have over a year or two years, three years. Absolutely. Okay. Be, uh, because if that, if you guys are both respectful to each other and you know they're going to be respectful to the general contractor and everything's going to be fair, that's going to be so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> so it's true, but you have a process. I don't know if you have a formal process for that, or it's just kind of a, you know, you have an extra set of antennae to to try to gauge that. I don't, I don't know, because it's vital. I mean, really, it's vital. But as you said, you, if you don't have one, it is you still have. There's still a um, gut level feeling about a structural process that might happen. Yeah, which is which is uh, I don't know if you can train for that. I I don't know either. You know, like my daughter has that. She has this instinct where she can instinct. Good word. Yeah, she can tell or or street smart, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) She can tell when a situation's not good. She's able to kind of think ahead, and I think that's really important for anything. For and I always tell her that. I wonder if that's a gift a gift one has or you can develop it. I don't know the answer to that, but it's good to have it for sure. Yeah, but I think the, you can learn it. Okay. For sure. So you can learn you can learn that. What other, you know, how what's your experience working you know, with some design review boards and and how do you collaborate with them to get the projects to to level that you're doing them? Uh, uh definitely um there's there's been some really great processes. There's been some harder processes yeah. depending on what city. But in general, you know, they usually have pretty good comments and we incorporate them. Yeah. So you, so, so you in essence, leverage their suggestions to actually make even a nicer project. Yeah, I, I can give you one example. Sure. Um, Castro Station in Mountain View, which is on West Evelyn, I kept going in there saying, no, we should... I was thinking too much of maximizing the square footage and bringing the parking lot underneath the building. Not, and the city kept saying, "No, really, you, that's not going to be good." And you know, we ended up doing it the way they wanted to do it. And I thought, okay, these floor plates are going to be way too skinny, but it just ended up so much better. Really? Okay. Yeah, it it really did. And uh, you know, for next time I'll. I'll uh, I'll listen more at the time. Okay. But it was a really good call. That's a really good example where everybody kind of had good input. And it just so happened that it en- the floor plates ended up being the perfect size for who ended up there? Gift. Do you know Gift, the card? They're owned by okay. First Data Corp. But a lot of these um, startup companies or that have just been funded, you know, it was a perfect perfect square footage for him. Yeah. I, I also, Cliff, you've got in here, I, I love this, this is, a, this is on your website, that I see collaborating, collaborating on workable plans for real world solutions. 
I'm curious as to, you know, uh, how, you know, you came about that, you know, the real world solutions. It's not like this dreamy process that some, right. some of our listeners, which um, are, are not architects and they're new into the show, is that real world solutions is... That's because the philosophy of the company is, okay, you know you can make something attractive, you know you can make it scalable. That That's the easy part. But to actually have it function and be pleasing to the eye, <laughs> you know, I, it, take a, you know, you really should be able to do that. That's why I'm, I've never been ashamed of being a very good technical person. I know how these buildings get put together and I'm through it in the, in the whole process since a lot of architects would be embarrassed, right? You know, no, <laughs> yeah. usually, usually that's given to a, you know, person you hire and they sit behind the computer and, you know, after 10 times <laughs> you know, trying to get it right, I, I just go ahead and do it, but I'm not embarrassed at all about it. I'm, I'm proud that I'm, I think that I'm technically more technical than most yeah. because you should, if you're good enough, you can, you can be aesthetic and technical. What was the original question? Yeah, it was, it was about the real world solutions. That you, oh yeah. That, it's, it's, I, I noticed the theme that if you didn't literally say we're looking at collaborating with real world solutions, you actually, there's real world solutions and a lot of uh, descriptive of your work. Yeah. So, and, and it's, it's technical and it's also programmatic. And with these real world solutions of tenants, all these high tech tenants now, I mean, yeah. they're, they're constantly changing, you know, now it's all open ceiling and, you know, the things that young people need these days to operate <laughs> is, is so much so different. And we just kind of evolve with it and talk with a lot of the tenants and yeah, it's been, it's been really neat. They're really gauging that your industry. How about your, like your industry relationships? It sounds like there's several, it's several different industries that you, a number of industries that you work with, but how do you kind of seamlessly weave yourself through the type of personalities and thought processes of them? A lot of times because, for example, there are uh, we're working on, on a job now that's incredibly technically challenging. Okay. It's, it's almost like we can't figure it out entirely because there's like existing garages, you know, and there's so many things going together and then you're putting a new building on top of it and you're lacing, you know, columns that go all the way down. So it's great to be able to work with not only the the managers of the construction companies, but the, the actual people doing the work. Uh. And I got to tell you they've, you know, this particular company you know, actually said, why don't you put us, put you two together, yeah. which normally doesn't happen. Usually there's this, there's this line that you can't cross and usually it stops at the general contractor, but to be able to kind of get through those different layers and just as if they were working in your office, okay. you were working in the same office. I mean, even physically, not fi in the same right. Not physically, but yeah. I like to believe that everybody working on a project is literally in the same office. You know, you're all working to make yeah, this Yeah, that's work. a great mindset. Okay. Yeah. And anyways, it's so as far as navigating, there's always with every relationship, there's always a person at either at the upper level of management or the, the technical person down the road that, 
you know, we're able to, I'm able to kind of zero in on and really it's a lot easier. Yeah. You've also got a, a number of lead registered projects. Is that, well, I know that's, it, was that originally by design or because of your practice and your processes, you, it would, it, it, it just becomes, you know, a lead. Oh, uh, uh, well, yeah, I wish I could say that was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Appreciate. Uh, Love your honesty. Yeah. No. It. Uh, well, it's required in yeah. in a lot of cases. You know, there's there's a lot of. Boy, this is going to sound so. Uh, <laughs> Go for it. No, no. Well, yeah, no. But the re- there, I got to tell you, the reality of it is. Okay. Yes, it's good for the environment. It's progressive. But cities do give you bonuses. You know, okay. square footage bonuses, which you know makes sense. I mean, how else are you going to get the environment better and and progress sure there's an incentive yeah yeah but i gotta tell you it's not without challenge it's re it's really hard to incorporate these lead items when you're you know silver lead is is easy uh gold and platinum well we've never done a platinum but gold and we're we're doing several of them right now they're they're really challenging yeah both from a technical standpoint and a uh kind of a navigating the all the documents and things like that. So we end up working with, you know, experts, people that just do this. Just to, just to yeah. lead uh, registered projects. Going on to the commitment to the environment, and I'm sure that's what your, what your, your practice does. How, uh, how else do you uh, discuss this with prospective clients that, hey, this is what we, uh, we want. We would like to go for this social responsibility, environmental responsibility. Or do they have it when they meet with you? It really depends. Sometimes yeah. they have that in mind, and they really want to do it anyways, regardless of whether it's required oh, yeah. or not. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is that mo- half, most, a few? Uh, I would say I'm that's twenty percent. Okay. And sometimes they make that decision while it's under construction. Really? Really? <laughs> Actually, that just happened once. We were under construction on this. Uh, it was an Apple um, office building. It's that one right there. Um, with the brick. What city is this one? That's Cupertino. Cupertino, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Apple's in there now. And uh, we, we were already had the steel frame up and they decided, hey, we really want to be responsible and make this lead. Yeah. So that's great. We did it. This is The Modern Architect on KZSU, Stanford, 90.1 FM. The Stanford Archive of Recorded Sound is a wonderful resource for those interested in classical music and jazz. The archive contains thousands of historical recordings and numerous collections of printed materials. It's located in the Braun Music Center on the Stanford campus. To learn how you can take advantage of all the archive offers, visit it on the web at lib.stanford.edu backslash ARS. We're talking today with Cliff Chang, architect and principal of Cliff Chang Architecture. For more information, feel free to visit www.changarchitecture.com. It's www.changarchitecture.com. Cliff, I'm going to read a quote from Franklin Wright and love to hear your take on it. Um, he said, The mother art is architecture. Without an architecture of our own, we have no soul of our civilization. What's your take on that? I uh, never thought about that. I didn't hear about <laughs> that quote when I went to school. <laughs> I were loaded with them over here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. Okay. I think that's true with any 
cultivation of art. You know, there's got to be this great economy. Then there's out of that, you know, people have the money to hire people to create things that are meaningful. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a good quote. I think I think that could apply to a lot of a lot of different things. But for sure, I'll have yeah. to remember that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it with <laughs> so, you before so we that, go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the obviously we're talking about the buildings, the structure, some of the process, but also the interior designs. I like how you, you say your interior design begins with an aesthetic unique to your business. How, you know, you provide examples of the interiors and how it may differ and how unique it is in one, one project to another. You know, they, these, it's interesting to see how tightly packed. <laughs> <laughs> I like that word, tightly packed. Uh, it's okay. re- I'm just going to get right to the yeah, point. I mean, they packed. just, yeah. it used to be, you know, you had these offices here tightly and then you had, like, you had a receptionist here. And yeah. now it's like people get just like a, they're all 60 inches by 30 inch desks. Sometimes they're not even your desk. Like sometimes you have, there's a locker. You come in and you you don't even have your desk you put you use your laptop on that desk and at the end of the day you leave and the next day you get a different desk oh now that's going that's a little bit extreme okay. but and and you kind of wonder where it, are we going to to a such a generic um workplace that are architects even going to be needed but i don't think we're going to get there um right now it's what's exciting is designing these interiors for people that want to have fun during the day and actually, you know, live, you know, they, you know, get the little beanbag <laughs> area, live. the ping pong. Yeah. We did this one for, um, Baidu, uh, they're doing their driverless car facility. It's a Chinese company. Um, and literally their lobby is a two story lobby with a concrete wall in the back, but that's their game room. You know, it's, you literally walk, walk into their game room and of course, because they're so confident, yeah. because they know that they're so progressive. I mean, they're like the Google of of China. That it's okay to, you know, play around. <laughs> it's okay to play it's around. Okay. I mean, you, you sounds seen, like it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that building there is. Um, we did that originally for Alza. They invented the patch. Oh, the pharmaceutical. Yeah, okay. Alza. So worked with Zaffaroni oh, um, with that, and that's the reason it's brick because is original building was brick so he said can you please do it in brick so it's actually three buildings <laughs> i love that can yeah. you please do it can in brick? You, i was like I, whatever you say it's like <laughs> you've done so many things now that's google's so alza got bought by johnson and johnson and now that's the main google well i don't know if it's the main but the ceo and the cfo anyways that has slides inside of it so they cut holes in it. literally <laughs> so you can yeah you can slide down like in between floors <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, I didn't design that, but I just, yeah, yeah it's just interesting. Yeah, there's so much reality in your in your work. As much as it's my strong opinion, it's 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 awesome. Is um, merging creative innovation? Here it goes with reality. So you're taking that creative thought, that process, and putting it again to what was it? Real world solutions. That seems to be a real strong theme of so much of your work. Well. Can you imagine trying to create something out of nothing? No. Let's yeah. say you, it's, well, it's almost like painting, abstract painting, but that must be so hard because you have nothing to draw from. Whereas when you have a real 
problem, not a problem, but requirements, functional requirements. That really gives you a step up because you can start with something. Okay. Yeah. To creativity, you know, is addressing, I think, is addressing a lot of functional issues. And then something out of that, something kind of evolves. Yeah. So would uh, what's what's it like, you know, working with like you were talking about owls and with some some of these um, world renowned companies? What's it like working with some of them? Are they any, any different from you know a neighbor that comes down from and says, "Hey, I need some work on on a, you know my my dentist office or something like Those that." Those are the ones that uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. No. So there you go. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because that, at least in my experience, working with these big corporations they're so respectful that's I mean, really just, interesting because the perception at least the media general mainstream media perception of corporations are usually that they're this cold aloof distant entities that are not really manned by people but there are people oh who, there's so there's like with service now working with, directly with the cfo mike scarpelli he was just so organized and thoughtful and respectful, you know, to everybody, really. It was, and, and all these, the Baidu and all these companies, it's, it's been really good. It's the ones that want you to do their backyard edition. <laughs> Those are the ones because they haven't been through the process. Sure. They don't, sure. there's no, there's no set of expectation. They don't know what, they don't know how much hard work goes into the process and what to expect. And that's why I think the people that are these, some of these larger companies, they're the ones that we like to work for because yeah. they know what's going on. They know what to expect. They know you're not going to solve it, you know, tomorrow, even though they might push you a little bit to get it done, you know, over Christmas break. <laughs> <laughs> and But they're respectful, it sounds like, of doing t- that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really, really respectful. Yeah. They, they know that that's how it to get maybe a lot out of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like Cliff, a lot of, uh, they're mirroring how you present yourself to them as well. This is my observation of it is you, you're looking for kind of who you are in essence. But, you know, obviously they're in a different field, different industry, right. but, but there's these core framework to a person and people and their essence. And I say that a lot, but that you're looking, that you're drawing huh. and they're drawn to you. Oh, and uh, I, I'm talking that we're turning. You're, to, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and 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 I don't think there's an end to it because that what's neat is you can always build. I know we're an architecture show, but <laughs> you can always build from that. It's it's not ever a, a a flat linear. This is the way it always goes because you can always evolve to you know such higher higher levels. You, sh- you should be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like that. No, oh. that's that's. I think you're right. I never thought about that. But once you have that common respect, it's kind of like, and you don't even need to talk about it, right? You just, like a good, like a good friend, you know, then you can kind of take more risks probably because there's confidence between the people, right? And sure. there's not this distrust. To me, distrust, if you don't have a foundation, there's so much distrust and you're just, you got a big problem, <laughs> but you're right. You, you, you can grow from that And certain people maybe recognize that. And yeah, I, I know. So is that, and I'm, we're going to, we're circling back to what you, you, uh, you talked about your earlier, how your daughter naturally just knows, Hey, you know, a situation is 
either may not work out or it doesn't look like it's going to work out or, oh yeah, let's move ahead with this. But she knows she has it intrinsically in her, you know, her own wisdom to know, ah, this can go. And yeah. you can't almost, you really, we say we can learn it. I think you're right. You can learn it, but I'm not sure it, it's, it can be taught to that level. It sounds like it's a gift. Yeah. I th- I think so. Yeah. And it's amazing people that don't have the gift. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely have it for sure, Cliff. Now, Cliff, is there anything else you'd like to share with, uh, with your audience today about, you know, your practice, your profession, your hobbies, whatever it is that we may not have covered in our, our limited time here today. Oh boy. You don't want to hear about my hobbies. No, no, uh, I do. We do. Uh, yeah. No, that's Those not are, relevant. It's, well, they make you, they make you, you. So they are, at least, uh, you know, I don't want to argue with you over in your office, but no. I think they do. They help lend you to be who you are as well, even if they're completely different from... Uh, you know what? Actually, not hobbies, but in terms of sports and kind of physical endurance, Sure, yeah. I think a lot of what's helped me throughout the years is having that basis young, doing sports, wrestling, whatever, enduring a lot of pain. <laughs> okay. Because that's exactly how design is when you first are starting out. It's 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 painful because you hit the wall and you can't, it's tough to move forward. So you just got to walk away. But when I design, I think, boy, I could be doing, you know, 50 push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> or, or doing this. I think this is better. Yeah. I'd much rather be doing this. And it, it, it is. It's endurance and uh, tenacity. Uh, it's really tough. Because you you're not born, you know, in, when you're in school, you're not doing architecture. You're doing reading and writing and math. You don't start doing architecture until you're in college. So it's like learning a new, a new language sure. late in life. And so it, it takes a while to, to develop. So. Excellent. Well, Cliff, we love your work, and it's been an honor and pleasure having you on uh, the Modern Architect Show. Thank you. I hope you consider coming back with us in the near future. Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Cliff. You've been listening to the Modern Architect. I'm Tom Dioro. Our guest today has been Cliff Chang, architect and principal of Cliff Chang Architecture. Chang Architecture designs for the unique dynamic of Silicon Valley in the Bay Area, collaborating on workable plans for real-world solutions. Whether creating more office space for Synopsys, giving the next revolutionary startup its first headquarters, or transforming Whiskey Gulch, Chang Architecture takes a vision and gets it built on time on budget. They're only working a definition of success. For more information, feel free to visit www.chang.com. ChangArchitecture.com. That's www.changarchitecture.com. Join us again next time when we welcome another outstanding architect, influencer, engineer, or civic leader committed to positive and sustainable cities, communities, and lives. The Modern Architect is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and mobily throughout the San Francisco Bay Area, and is a production of KCC Radio. Today, the recording engineer is Darlene Franklin, Chief Engineer Mark Lawrence, and we're all assisted by Caleb B. Smith. The executive producer and host of The Modern Architect is Tom Dioro. If you wish to contact us, our email address is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. Again, that's interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu.
Are you an architect, designer, contractor, or engineer? Modeler.com is a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com's engaged network of 168,000 architects, designers, and construction professionals use Modeler.com's tools to discover, discuss, and specify products appropriate for building projects. We at KZSU Stanford thank Modeler.com for the generous underwriting of the production and broadcasting costs of the modern architect.